and I'm Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And one of us did a race today, <laughs> and I'm so excited to talk about it. But first, how are you, Megan? I'm okay. I just had a busy weekend doing stuff. It's been a good busy weekend, been hanging out with friends and stuff. Friday night, I went and played board games, found a cool new board game called Compounded, where you make chemical compounds. Oh, awesome. And move along the periodic table to earn your points. So that was pretty cool. But yeah. That's pretty cool. I actually get to play with chemicals at my work. <laughs> so we have to um, test the pool water like every four hours. So we mm-hmm. have to take samples of the pool in the hot tub and then like determine how much chlorine is in it by treating it with different reagents and then testing the pH. And it's all very science. <laughs> Sue gets to be a scientist at her job. Kind of. I don't actually know what the chemicals are or what they're doing, really. But, <laughs> but I like to pretend that I do. <laughs> One day you'll know. One day, maybe, if I care enough to find out. <laughs> So things are good here. Actually, um, I quit coffee, like completely, for two weeks. Yeah, and? And it was like, okay, it wasn't hard withdrawing because I did it so gradually. Like the last mm-hmm. month or two was like all decaf. Um, and that was pretty easy to just one day, like Jeff didn't set the coffee up for me. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like, you don't have to set it up anymore. I'm just going to not have it. Um, so one of the things that I realized was um, that I am a lot more tired without the coffee. <laughs> like all morning, like I would just be sleepy. And I like I, you know, I try to get eight hours of sleep every night. Some days mm-hmm. I get that. Some days I get less. But I just felt constantly tired <laughs> anyway. Um, and so. I held out for as long as I could. And two days ago, I was getting up in the morning and planning to do a brick workout. It was Friday. Um, planning to do a brick workout. And I was just like, I'm just going to have a small cup of coffee because I don't want to be tired this morning. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's it. I, I, I'm back on <laughs> back on the wagon or off the wagon. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it lasted two weeks. And I, I thought about it and I'm like, because... I was mainly doing it to see how it would affect my anxiety. And Uh I did notice that my anxiety had gone down like quite a bit. So that was like the huge motivator to like keep going with it. Um, Yeah. But I was still having like little tiny little panic attacks while driving for like 10 or 20 seconds. Like not really bad, but still like getting panicky. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that and I don't know if it's like. I just need to adjust more or if it's something else that's going on. I'm I'm sure it's like a chemical base. Like I know it's there's not there's no reason for the anxiety, like no logical reason. Yeah. Um so that's why I've been trying to figure it out. But anyway, um so I'm back on it now because I'm like, well, what's worse, the anxiety or always feeling tired? And I'm like, I'm training for races. I need my energy. <laughs> I can't always feel tired. Right. So anyway, I'm just down to I'm I'm just having one small cup of regular coffee every morning, and it helps. <laughs> we'll see how the anxiety goes. My one of my coworkers has recommended vitamin B6 because that's what she takes 
uh, as a supplement for her anxiety. And she says it helps. And she always notices when she stops taking it, her anxiety comes back. And I'm like, well, I'll try that. Sure. And then I can still have my coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me try something that lets me keep the coffee. Yeah. Or, you know, I could go see a therapist and get medication, but... Ah, that, that seems money. like more work. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, I technically don't have health insurance, so that makes it tricky. So anyway, yeah. I'm coping. But um, we have a lot to talk about because we are well into triathlon training. And I am curious to hear how things have been going with you. You, ha- you had swim lesson, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So how has your triathlon training been going? Okay, well, uh, this week was really tough, but I did bike. I had a cold most oh. of the week, so I was coughing and couldn't breathe through my nose for a lot of the week, Oof. so that was really great, and I just felt so run down and tired, but Monday, I biked. I'm really not even sure how far it was, Sue. It was like an hour's worth of biking, maybe, mm-hmm. across three different bikes, Three different, what, like at the gym? Yeah, yeah, I went to the gym, and one was like a spin bike, and I really didn't like that, and then one was an older, like, regular bike, and then one was a recumbent bike. Mm -hmm. So, I did that. It was pretty terrible, because I didn't really feel good, and I was dying, but I did it. I think it was like six miles or something. Okay. And then I had my swim lesson yesterday. How did that go? Good. So what she had told me before is that I have a lot of really strong basic skills. Good. But I am not as efficient as I could be, which I also knew going into it. Right. So did she um, help you with the goggles? Yes, I got my goggles on. So I've had two swim lessons with her now. She taught me all about how to use my goggles. She taught me to keep my fingers closed or like touching when I swim instead of spread out because that helps you pull more water. Mm -hmm. She also taught me about rotating my body more during freestyle to reach a little bit further to get that just a little bit more distance and to kick from my hips instead of from my knees Mm -hmm. because I was kicking from my knees and it wasn't efficient or good, really. (laughs) So that, um, what else did she teach me? She helped me this Saturday. She helped me with breathing and sighting. So I wasn't really sure about breathing. And she's like, well, most people do every three strokes. Yep. I was like, okay, well, let me try that. I am. And then she said they do. And then triathletes, they breathe every three strokes. And then on the sixth stroke, they try to breathe and sight. So she taught me how to move my head to kind of breathe and sight. Yep. And we practiced that. And so how did how did the breathing feel for you? Better. Once I figured out how to do it. I'm still going to need more practice with it. But what I tend to want to do is lift my head out of the water to do it instead of just turning it to the side. Right. And maintaining, maintaining that like kind of flat plane. Right. I tend to lift my head back and out of the water. That will come, like, the more you practice it, that will just be, like, second nature, just swiveling your head back and forth. It's the sighting where you actually have to lift your head up. That I don't like. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, I had to do that, you know, recently, and uh, it's, I don't like it. I feel like it puts a strain on my neck. Yeah. That's how I was swimming the whole time before, with my neck back like that. So I totally understand that strain on the neck feeling. Mm-hmm. 
but um, it's good. It's been really helpful. Just one for the reassurance that I'm not a terrible swimmer, like I kind of thought I was. Oh, but which I logically knew I wasn't because I could get in the water, but I was just worried that I couldn't do it. But I also was able to maintain two minutes per hundred yards, but feeling a lot better while doing it and needing less rest breaks. Good. So while my pace is maintained the same, yeah. I feel better while doing it and it's a lot more efficient. So I'm less tired after. Good. So I did about 600 yards yesterday, 550. Yeah. Which was pretty good with some drills and stuff thrown in there too. Nice. <laughs> she had me like kick. She's like, I just want you to every stroke kick for like 10 times. I was like, okay. Because I was having an issue with not kicking as much while trying to breathe. Like I'd stop kicking to breathe. Yeah, I do that. I don't, I don't kick a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, here's how we're going to try to break you of this. <laughs> I, I find that I get out of breath way more easily if I'm kicking more often. So I try to avoid kicking too much, but trying to keep, you know, constant forward motion by maintaining like somewhat of a kick. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. hard. It's hard. Yeah. The whole thing is hard. So I totally get that. But it's been really helpful and reassuring. Good. So I like it. Awesome. Also, our weather, because we didn't discuss that, but our rain went away. Nice. To be replaced by 88 degrees in full sun. Yep. Got some <laughs> of that, too. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted the rain to go away. Did I really, though? <laughs> Did I realize that when I said no rain, this is what I signed up for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So um, we have another week of that. And then after that, it's supposed to cool down again mm-hmm. with highs in the 70s. So kind of excited about that. Nice. But I am doing my training this week for sure because I can breathe again. That's made a big difference. I didn't realize how unfun biking was when I couldn't really breathe until I was doing it. Right. And I was like, oh, this is not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you can breathe again. Happy to hear how helpful the <laughs> swim lessons are. I think she's teaching you a lot of great information. I'm like, I could use some of that, actually. <laughs> I'm sure, like, I-, I can work on my efficiency. I, I know the-, the part about keeping your fingers closed, but I forget a lot. So, like, yeah. if I notice my-, my fingers are opening, then I try to, like, correct it. But it just feels more natural to me to keep them, <laughs> like, somewhat yeah. separated instead of, like, you know, closed. But She helped me finishing my stroke, too. That's the other thing. Because sometimes... Yeah, especially if I'm breathing, I tend to not bring my arm all the way back. Like mm-hmm. I'll kind of stop it in the middle of the stroke. And then so she had me practice with swim paddles on my hands doing mm-hmm. that. So I could see what the major difference was and how much worse it was swimming wise. Mm-hmm. Like the resistance and how much harder it was when I don't finish the stroke to kind of bring my arm back and pull the water again. Huh. I was like, oh, I definitely need to finish my stroke. But for listeners and you, Sue, my gym, which is kind of a YMCA, it's a Salvation Army gym, they are only charging me $15 per half hour. That's awesome. 
So, and it might be the same for other places because she's kind of an independent contractor through the gym. That's awesome. That's a really good deal for a swim lesson. I know yeah. our pool does um, $25 if you're a member of the pool and 35 if you're not. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it helps for you to have a membership at your yeah. gym. But still, $15 is really good for a half hour. That's awesome. And I had put off getting swim lessons because I thought they would be so expensive. I just assumed. Mm-hmm. But they're really not. They're kind of affordable. That's great. Awesome. Well, great job. Uh, I hope training picks up for you this week now that you're able to breathe again. (laughs) I kind of have a lot to get into this week. All right. So last we recorded was um, last Thursday. Friday, I had a four mile run moderate. Uh, Ended up doing 1130 pace. So like perfect for a moderate run for me. Um, Saturday, I had a long ride. I was hoping to do like 25, I think 2025, because it was like the week before the Olympic. So um, I ended up meeting up with another triathlete. And um, she told me like, she's like, oh, I'm flying to London in like three hours. So I can only do like 18 miles. I'm like, well, you know, I'm pretty slow. And she's like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'll ride ahead of you because I didn't know the route that we were taking at all. I had no idea where we were. So she said she would ride ahead of me and like try and look back. And if she couldn't see me, then she'd stop and wait, basically. (laughs) Um, So that was really helpful. So what we ended up doing was I would follow her. And basically, it would be me pedaling my hardest to catch up to her the whole time. (laughs) And then once I caught up to her, I think she thought, oh, okay, we're good now. So she'd pick up the pace again. (laughs) And so like the whole time I'm trying to catch her, it was, it was so different from how I normally ride because I felt like I was going all out the whole time. And I normally do like, I, I always think that I'm pushing myself the whole time when I ride by myself, but like riding with her, I realized like, oh, I can give so much more than I thought. And looking back, like after this ride, I saw like, even though I was pushing hard the whole time, like I didn't really get anaerobic. Like I, my heart rate stayed at a pretty aerobic level. So I was like, Oh, so uh, like I could probably go even harder. (laughs) So like the first like eight miles of that ride were really tough. Like my quads are burning and, um, it was just tough. The last 10 miles were amazing. I think it, I think that's like how long it takes my legs to warm up into the ride. So like the last 10 miles, like I was riding in my highest gears the whole time, pretty much, except for maybe like one or two hills. And I just felt like I wanted to go like there were times when she would coast down the hills and I just want to like keep pedaling, but I didn't want to like pass her because I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> so there were times where I had to slow down for her towards the end, which I thought was pretty cool. And so um, she brought me back to where my car was, or she told me where the turnoff was. And it ended up being 20 miles, not 18. So I thought that was a really good ride. And I averaged 14.4 miles per hour. So not only is this the first ride that I've had over 14 miles per hour, but it was 20 miles long. (laughs) So I was so happy. And it just gave me so much confidence. Like, oh, I can do this. The whole time that we've been doing this training, I've had it in the back of my mind. We could totally like downgrade to the Olympic. That'll be fine because I've had doubts like I'm not going to make the time cut off on the bike for the half. 
after this ride, I'm like, I can do this. Like, I know that I can. If I put in the work and I ride with other people, I can do this. So um, it just made me feel so good. And after I, I rode that ride in my tri suit, which, yay, no more chafing, no more uncomfortableness. Um, but I put on like some weight. <laughs> and when I was, I'm uh, trying to squeeze in and out of my extra small tri suit, um, I broke the zipper. <laughs> And it's my only suit. So I tried to fix it that day. And then I got frustrated with it and said, I'll come back to it later. Um, Sunday, I had a long run. I was going for, um, because I, I was planning on 6.2 during the Olympic race. I thought, well, I'll go, I'll try for seven. So, um, so that's what I did on Sunday. And it was, it was fairly easy pace, but there was some walking involved. It was a little warmer. I averaged 12, 13 which was fine. And then also on Sunday, we had um, in-service training at the pool, which is just ongoing lifeguard training. Um, And I ended up doing a 300-meter swim during in-service. So that was like a little bonus swim that week. And then Monday, I ended up doing my Tuesday workout on Monday because I was so excited from (laughs) Sunday's, no, Saturday's ride. I'm like, I want to bike again. Like, I actually like biking now like really like it and and want to do it more. So I did my 35 minutes moderate ride, averaged 13.9 miles per hour by myself, which I thought was pretty good. And then one and a half mile transition run, which I averaged 10.52 pace off the bike. So still running on the faster side coming off the bike. I'm trying to work on slowing down my pace. Tuesday was, oh, I got my new summer schedule at work, so now I have Tuesdays, middays off, which means I get to do yoga in the park again, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, So that's what I did on Tuesday. That turned out to be um, yoga in the rain, (laughs) (laughs) which was fine. It was nice to to get some yoga in. As long as it doesn't rain every Tuesday, then (laughs) I'm okay with like a little rain once in a while. Um, it It was fairly warm, too. I wasn't cold or anything. Wednesday, I took a rest day. Finally, um, Thursday, I was ready for more rest. I'm like, I got a race coming up this weekend. I'm going to take another day of rest. Um, Friday, I decided to do a brick workout because I hadn't done a full brick at all going into this Olympic. So I figured I'd do like a mini workout. So what I did was I rode my bike down to the pond, which is like a mile from my house. So it was just a really short, easy ride. Um, And I met Jeff there. So Jeff drove down, met me at the pond with like all my swimming gear, but not all of it because apparently I lost my goggles (laughs) that were not in my swim bag. So I'm like, all right, well, how am I going to do this open water swim without my goggles? And it was super foggy. So I actually went out really early in the morning because I knew it was going to get up to 88 degrees that day. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to go as early as possible so that I'm not dying on the run. So, um... The whole pond was covered with fog. All I could see was gray. I couldn't see the island. I couldn't see like any of the shore. It was just it was just gray water and gray sky everywhere. So that was kind of um 
weird. I, I tried at first I started doing uh, like breaststroke and then switched to backstroke for a while. And then I was kicking with my swim boy. And then um, I made it like probably like two thirds of the way to the island. And then I turned around and came back because I didn't want to swim out so far that Jeff couldn't see me because of all the fog. And then on the way back, I ended up swimming just regular freestyle without my goggles and I was fine. And then got out of the water Uh, Took off my wetsuit, hopped on the bike, and I rode a short ride. I did a five-mile, well, the one-mile back to my house plus my five-mile loop. So it ended up being six miles total. Um, The ride was good. I was just freezing because I had just gotten out of the water, and it was 60 degrees, and... I'm, so I'm wet in my tri suit on my bike in 60 degrees. So Megan, you yeah. rode on your bike in 60 degrees in your tri suit and you were cold. Now imagine you were wet while you were doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It better be warm. I no, I don't even know how I feel now about September because I'm like, well, if it's cold, it's gonna suck. No. But if it's, it'll be warm. It'll be warm. Absolutely. Okay. But. Yeah. So I and this was I was going early in the morning too because I knew the mm-hmm. run would be hot. Yeah, that makes sense. But even though I was cold, I still felt really good on the bike. And then I got off and I ran um, three miles for my run. And this was my fastest run all year. Like since I've been training again, I averaged 1028 pace over three miles. So faster than the 5K that I ran in May. It was like just my fastest run. So I'm running so good off the bike. Um so that was that was awesome. I just felt so happy after doing that workout. Like, I got this. I'm excited for my Olympic. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then uh, Friday night, my aero bars came in the mail. So I ordered, you know, inexpensive aero bars that I could just clip onto my um, road bike. And I installed them myself. Oh, and two water bottle cages, which they have like holes. So you can like bolt them onto the bike. But my bike doesn't have holes <laughs> for the bolts to go through. So Jeff and I rigged up like using like Velcro and like zip ties, like fasten them securely onto the bike and they were good. So I on Saturday, I did two short rides just testing out my new aero bars. So the first one was like to figure out if I liked how I put them on and I didn't. So then the second ride was after I adjusted them again <laughs> to try them out again because I wanted everything to be to be good for the race and I felt pretty good about that and so that brings me to today so forecast for this weekend was 50% chance of thunderstorms yesterday and 50% chance of thunderstorms today and I went to bed early I probably fell asleep like 8 8 30 but woke up at one o'clock in the morning to the loudest thunder I've ever heard in my life. And then the whole room is like lighting up with lightning. And it's like the thunder and lightning are so close together. And it's like right behind my head. I'm just like, holy cow, if this happens tomorrow, I don't even know. I'm just like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like That was my thought. Like, all right, they're going to cancel this or at least cancel the swim or something. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. I <laughs> just went back to sleep, fully expecting that I'd get up in the morning and be okay with not going to do the triathlon. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's not worth dying. <laughs> I don't want to get electrocuted in the lake. I don't know what will happen if I'm on my bike in a thunderstorm. Like, it just seems sounded so horrible to me. Um, I set my alarm for four. 
because I had to leave the house at 4.30 to get there. The bib pickup and the chip timing and body marking, all that stuff, like they stopped at specific times and it's the 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 college where the race is held is an over an hour from my house. So I'm like, I have to leave the house at 4.30. So I ended up waking up at like 3.50. So like 10 minutes before my alarm was set to go off. Probably because in my brain, I was like, Sue, wake up for your triathlon. <laughs> um, so I got up, had my coffee, and uh, ate like half a bowl of oatmeal. Got all my, I put all my stuff in the car yesterday I'm, and my bike and everything. I didn't get a bike rack for my car yet. So I just started like taking the front wheel off my bike and just putting my bike in the car unattached to my wheel. <laughs> um, so I had everything packed yesterday, got in the car with my oatmeal, which I was eating on the drive to the race. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I have to eat something. I'm just going to eat it while I'm driving. Drove an hour and then got to the race, which was Sebago Lake Triathlon held at St. Joseph's College in Standish, Maine. When I got there, I I didn't see anybody else on the road. I was like, is anybody else going to this thing? <laughs> I was like, did they cancel it? Because I kept checking Facebook to make sure that nothing was canceled or postponed, but I didn't see anything. Um, and so I get there and finally see other cars and bikes and stuff. And so I put my bike together, grab all my gear, and then go to the packet pickup and get all my stuff. And then I got to go to the chip time. So they put like a chip around your ankle and Mm -hmm. then um, mark you. So like they marked my arms and my left calf. And then I had like stickers to put on my helmet and my bike. So I'm bringing all like, I let her mark me and then I bring all my stuff to like the bike transition area so I could get like that all situated. And like they have to like check your bike as you're bringing it into transition. And she's like, where's your number? And I'm like, oh, I got to put that on my bike, I guess. So I'm like standing there on the side, like putting the number on my bike. And then she's like, all right, you're all set. So then I, I find my spot on the rack and rack my bike and get all my stuff organized how I want it. And that was fine. So I'm headed over to the swim area and looking at my stickers, all my like number stickers, because they give you like three of them. Um, And then I have this like little one and I'm like, oh, this must be the one that goes on my swim cap. And I'm like, wait, no, maybe it goes on my helmet. And so then I realize like it's probably goes on the helmet. So I walk back to my the transition area. And I'm looking at other people's helmets, and sure enough, they have stickers on their helmets. So I went back, and I put the sticker on my helmet, and I'm like, thank God I saw that little sticker. And then went to the swim area. So I walked down to the lake, and they have like a mini transition area, because there's a run after the swim that's uphill on gravel. And like people want to have their shoes. So like I left my shoes and like a little towel in the mini transition area. And then I got ready for the pre-race meeting on the beach. And thankfully, it's still cloudy, but no sign of rain. Everything's moving forward. Um, So I get down to the water, and we have the the meeting on the beach. So the swim course is like, it's a triangle swim that you swim counterclockwise. So there's three big buoys that are yellow, and then there's like other smaller buoys that are like for sighting. But it's kind of confusing. So they explain it to us, but you really have to like be looking at the water to understand like, all right, I swim in this direction and I'm swimming a triangle around all the buoys, keeping all the buoys on my left side. So like I really wanted to make sure I understood that because I didn't want to be confused and get 
disqualified for swimming off course or whatever, or get lost at sea. I don't know. <laughs> so I get in the water and um, the uh, Olympic men start first. That's a s- first swim wave. And the second wave is Olympic women, which is my group. And so I get in the water and I'm acclimating to the water. And it's it's actually pretty nice, like temperature wise. I wore my sleeveless wetsuit because... One of the problems that I've been having recently on my open water swims in the full wetsuit is that my neck feels tight. I've had a stiff neck for like two weeks and I'm just now realizing it's finally gone. Like I felt it this morning, but now it's gone. So like I haven't been putting in a lot of distance in open water because the the wetsuit pressing on my uh, on my neck or just how like it just felt uncomfortable to me so I I haven't done any like long swims since I swam like a mile in the pool a few weeks ago but I wore the sleeveless and felt good in that which is the same thing I wore for my brick workout get ready for the swim and then I'm swimming good water feels good I'm breathing fine no issues there as I'm getting closer to the first big buoy the water gets choppy. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's just choppy from, you know, like all the swimmers. But no, there's like legit waves. So I'm, I'm continuing to swim. But I notice that as I'm swimming, I'm getting like water in my mouth when I try to breathe. And then that's making me like gasp underwater and like cough. And I'm like coming up for air. And so then I like try to like tread water or swim breaststroke for a little bit. But you're basically swimming against the waves that are pushing you back. And it's like swimming against a wall. Like it's so freaking hard. And just by just swimming breaststroke or treading water, like I was expending so much energy. So I, I try to switch to backstroke and that I still got like water in my face doing that. So I'm like, all right, I have to do freestyle. So I did my best to get to that first buoy. And then at that point, you turn around and head for the like the top part of the triangle. So head back the other direction, which was great because then the waves were pushing me. <laughs> And I could swim again and everything was fine. And I was like, all right, this is great. I can swim. I can do this. After some swimming, I finally get to the second buoy. And at this point, I have to turn around and swim back towards the shore against the waves, which I don't know how the waves are coming from the shore. They weren't coming from the shore. They're coming from the right. But I was swimming in that direction towards the shore and... I had the same feeling of like, I can't get past these waves because I I, like every time I tried to swim freestyle, I'd get water and I'd start choking. And then also I'd start treading water. And then I was like expending so much energy. And I'm like, I I could drown here. Like, seriously, (laughs) I really thought I could drown. And then my legs started cramping up. Like I had this huge Charlie horse and it's like the worst possible time. And then there was a girl on a kayak and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, help. And she's wicked far away from me. So I'm just trying to tread water until she can get to me because I like, I can't swim with this cramp. I can't swim at all. I'm not getting anywhere in the water. It was like a nightmare. I'm like, I could die here. Like that's all I could think. And then I was just like, no, don't think about that. (laughs) Don't, don't think about that. She gets to me. And I'm resting on the kayak and she's like, I can bring you into shore, but you'd get disqualified. And I'm like, don't, I'm like, I think, I think I'm okay. Like the cramp subsided. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. So I swam away and, you know, struggled against the waves. And the closer I got to shore, the less the waves were because they weren't coming from the shore. So eventually I was, I was fine. 
the thing is, the lake was so clear, I could see the ground, and it looked like it was right under me. So, like, I'd keep trying to just stand up so I could rest, but I couldn't touch it. Like, it was right there, but I couldn't touch it. (laughs) So that was frustrating. But eventually, I get to the shore, and the lovely volunteers are like grabbing me by the hands, helping me up the stairs. It was, they were so nice. And I get up to the mini transition. And I was like, now that I know that I'm on land, I'm fine. I will survive the race. I'm not going to die. So I get up to transition, the mini transition by the water and um, take off my wetsuit and put my shoes on and then grab my wetsuit and, and try to run up the gravel hill towards the bike area. But I didn't run for very long. I ended up walking and that was fine. I was just like, I just catch your breath, (laughs) gain your equilibrium. Cause I was like dizzy coming out of the water too. It was bouncy. Like swimming in that lake was bouncy. It was, Mm. it was so crazy to me. And all I could think about this whole time was like, Megan's going to swim in a lake too. She needs to (laughs) practice open water swimming. I got to tell her. So Megan, you need to practice open water swimming. Okay. Especially in a lake (laughs) because I've been, I've been swimming in open water and my pond is nothing compared to that. So I just want you to be aware of how scary it can be. You know, I thought I was an experienced swimmer and I'm not, not in that water. So but I survived, and you will too, and it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, run up the hill, get to the bike transition area, drop my wetsuit somewhere near my bike. Uh, first thing I do is put on my sunglasses and my helmet, because if you, you know, if you're on your bike without your helmet, you get disqualified or penalized. I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. There's so many rules. There's just way, way too many rules. Um, and then I took some salt. And I'm I'm so glad that I thought to grab the salt this morning because it wasn't even on my like my pre race checklist. Um, but I I grabbed a packet of salt that I'd left over from my ultra, and just like two salt caps. So after the swim, I took one of those caplets to prevent future cramping, um, and to ease uh, up my leg because my leg was like sore from that cramp. I was like I might mm. I might have strained something. It just hurt bad. And then put on fresh socks and sneakers and headed out for the run. I mean, the ride. Oh, I'm so confused now. It's been a long day. So uh, yes. I didn't change my socks and my sneakers for the bike. I kept my sneakers on that I'd put on after the swim. Hopped on the bike. And oh yeah, somehow my tri suit came unzipped. Which, oh, I did fix earlier in the week and it held up, thankfully. But it doesn't want to stay closed anymore. So as I'm trying to leave like the bike transition area, I'm trying to like zip up my tri suit in the back. And this triathlete's like, would you want help with that? And she zipped me up, which was super mm-hmm. nice. They're so nice. They're all so nice. Um, and then I walked my bike or jogged my bike over to the um, dismount line, mount dismount line, because you can't ride it before you get to that line. That's also very important to know. Um, got on my bike and then started the bike. Oh, the swim, by the way, I finished in 47 minutes and 46 seconds, which comes out to be three minutes per hundred yards, which is a lot slower than I'd hoped. But the good news is during the half iron we'll be swimming in a pond and I won't have to account for waves and resting. So that was fine. Headed out for the bike. The bike was 22.8 miles. And the first mile, mile and a half is like headed out of out of the college campus. And then there's like a 10 and a half mile loop that we ride twice before coming back on that last stretch to the campus. So it comes out to be 22.8 total. 
So I get going pretty quickly off the bike. Um, there's a couple speed bumps on the campus, but after that, like I'm going pretty quickly, feeling good about myself, looking down on that first loop at my watch, and I'm like 15.9 miles per hour. Oh yeah, I'm gonna nail this. It's gonna be awesome. It was going well, except that. I'm so like paranoid of like all of these rules and I don't want to like be in someone's draft zone. So I'm trying to keep my distance unless I feel like I have good enough speed to pass them. So I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of passing and I didn't go too hard on the first part of the first loop because my, my whole strategy for the race was take the swim easy and don't drown. <laughs> give it everything on the bike and then try to survive the run. (laughs) So on the bike, I'm like, I wanted to like go as hard as I could, but at the same time, I didn't want to get in trouble for like riding close to other people. And I didn't feel confident about passing people unless they were going very slowly. But it went well until I got to the hillier part of the course. Um, And then my pace started dropping and people started passing me. There was a lot of people passing me, but I was passing some people too. So I felt pretty good about that. Like, I'm like, I'm actually maintaining a pretty consistent pace over the first like loop. It was like 14 miles per hour or something. So like I said, the hill slowed me down a little bit. And then I finished the first loop, made my way around the second loop, went pretty well, uh, was definitely warmed up at that point and was pedaling in a higher gear for longer, which was good, but I think it drained me more on the hills. So Mm. I was going faster for a while. And then when I hit that last like stretch of big hills, it just, I was like, (laughs) but it was fine. I kept going. I kept pushing hard. Like, oh, the other thing I'd like to mention is on the second loop, I didn't see anybody. So I was like riding by myself. So I didn't have to worry about drafting anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. I was like, I can go as fast as I want. I don't have to wait for anybody. I don't have to worry about drafting. So that was really good. And then I'm coming back towards the campus, pushing as hard as I can. And coming back into that last, that last mile was like all all like long, slow uphill. So that dropped my um, pace down quite a bit too. So I ended up finishing the bike in one hour, 40 minutes. I averaged 13.7 miles per hour. So not as fast as I would have liked, but still pretty good considering how I've been riding overall. So I felt okay about that. My overall goal for the race is just to finish, but I was hoping to finish under four hours with a stretch of three and a half. Like that's my stretch goal. Like if all goes well and I race amazingly, I'll finish in three and a half hours. Um, Get back to transition, took off my helmet, my sunglasses, took my second salt caplet because I realized my calf was was still like aching um drank some more tailwind which I tried to drink on the bike but it was turns out my velcro and cable ties weren't as secure as I thought and my my bottle cages were moving all around I was afraid I was going to lose my water so I didn't drink as often as I should have probably I was feeling very tired (laughs) um I get back to transition drink some more tailwind this time I changed my socks and my shoes and I grabbed an energy gel and then headed out for the run which I tried to run easy but like I said like my my legs want to run fast off the bike so I was trying to my legs were trying to run like 10 minute miles on like hilly trail run which doesn't work out for me (laughs) because I haven't been running on trails so um I got gassed pretty quickly the run course by the way is 5.2 miles 
not 6.2. So it wasn't, okay. it wasn't the distance I thought, which I was fine with. I'm like, run less miles. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a three loop course. So it's like the first loop is two miles that you run twice. And then there's like one mile, one something to the finish. And it was so beautiful. Like that campus and the trails and the fields, just absolutely beautiful. I wish I had the words. I'm like, my vocabulary is terrible. And I I wish I'd paid better attention and thought about what I was going to say to adequately describe how beautiful it was. But it was just so great. And it reminded me of Pineland Farms, like running through these beautiful pine forests and across fields. And there's flowers and there's little bridges where you're running over streams. And it's just it's so great. And it, it just made me like want to run trails more. However, the trails made me not want to run trails more because <laughs> they're hard. Um, I ended up doing a lot of walking on that first loop, just trying to find like an easy pace. The second loop, I did more running and found like a more comfortable pace, but wasn't, I mean, I was, I, even though I wasn't really getting out of breath, like I was just physically exhausted, just like so much. I ate my energy gel, but it didn't, it wasn't enough, I guess. Um, So it ended up being like a a walk run to the finish. And that was fine. The last part of the last mile was the toughest part because it was like mostly uphill on the trails. So that was kind of brutal. But then I was able to run like the last stretch after I came out of the woods, like last stretch across the campus to the finishing shoot. Um, And Jeff and the kids were there cheering for me, which was great. Ran strong across the finish line, just sprinted right across like I hadn't just been walking two minutes ago and um, (laughs) felt awesome. And the run, I ended up finishing in one hour, three minutes, 21 seconds. So my total for the race was three hours and 41 minutes and some change. So came in under four hours, finished. So I was pretty happy with that. One of the things that I realized like doing this race is that I was not at all prepared, A, for a trail run, but also be for such a long race because I hadn't really been doing brick workouts going up to this because I hadn't, you know, we hadn't figured them into the training plan. We were planning for a race in the fall, you know, so the brick workouts are at the end of that plan. So the little brick workout that I did on Friday, which was great at the time, was maybe an hour long, did not adequately prepare me for running and racing for almost four hours. So I was just physically exhausted. My body's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, So that's something that is a huge lesson learned. (laughs) If you're going to do a three or four hour race, you got to be ready to do that amount of time. It's just hard. Um, So cross the finish line and there's a volunteer there and he's like, congratulations, takes my timing chip and I'm looking around. There's like nobody. It's like my family and a couple other people. There's like nobody. And oh, by the way, guess how many people I other cyclists I saw during the, the bike, the second loop of the bike? Like one? Nope. It was 10 miles. That's that loop 10, 10 and a half, 11, maybe. Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero oh. other people. Pretty sure I was dead last on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably because I did so terribly on the swim. I'm not saying I'm the best cyclist, but I think I would have finished a little sooner if I didn't have to stop and rest on a kayak during the swim. 
Anyway, yeah, no, nobody on the second loop. Everybody that passed me on the first loop, they were on their second loop <laughs> when they were passing me. <laughs> so yeah, I was all by myself. And then I, I passed a couple people on the run that were walking on the hills and that was it. So I ended up finishing 87th out of 88 people. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I actually thought like during that ride, that bike ride, I'm like, I could be the last person to finish this and I would be okay with that because how cool would that be to be the last person across the finish line? But I wasn't, I didn't even get that honor because I had to pass that last guy on the run. So, <laughs> but I did it. And I'm happy I did the Olympic. And it was so much harder than I thought it would be. Like, so much harder. Uh, the swim, because I wasn't used to that, the waves. And the the bike ride and the run, basically, because I just wasn't used to that much time racing. But I'm happy I did it. I feel good now. I got my post-race barbecue and beer. Did not get a medal. There was nobody at the finish to hand me a medal. I was. I asked the guy who took my timing chip. I'm like, "Is are there medals?" And he's like, "Oh, I think they're over there." So I go over to like where they're doing the awards, and the race director is making an announcement. She's sorry, she doesn't have enough medals, and she's <gasps> gonna order some and mail them to us. So I was like, "Oh, okay." There's only 88 people, and she didn't have enough medals. Um, I guess something happened to one of the. It might have been 88 in my division. I'll have to look up the exact. Okay results but um but yeah no she said that like there was another box of medals and they couldn't find them or they got lost or something so I don't know I was I was kind of sad I didn't get my medal like come on (laughs) I did all that work I was out there longer than all of you you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well except for one guy but still but that was that was my olympic um I I learned some stuff (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling better about the half and also way more scared than I was like a few days ago. <laughs> so the, the, I'm, I'm definitely feeling better about the swim because I, I've swam in that pond before and I know how it was when I did the sprint and the water's not going to be choppy like that. It just, unless there's like some crazy, like windy day, we don't have to worry about that. Okay. Which is huge. That's going to help so much for the swim. Um, the bike distance is probably what's going to be the biggest factor, I think, in how the race goes for the half. Like, if I'm getting the mileage in, if I'm training well, if I'm getting my speed up, if I'm continuing to see improvements in my speed, which thankfully I have been. Hopefully that continues over longer distances. So we'll see. But yeah, I did it. All done. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Even with all the less than ideal conditions you're still awesome yeah and it it didn't rain like that's the thing like i checked the i checked the hourly forecast and it was saying 50 percent chance at every hour of the day today so i was like oh it could go either way and like on the bike ride the sun was out and i was i was praying i was thanking god i'm like thank you god for just giving us this beautiful race day weather and then on the run i was doing the same like thank you for not making it rain yet and it didn't start raining until i got back all the way back to my house and in my bed <laughs> and then the rain started with the thunderstorms and it looks like it might have stopped now so that's good but uh, I was I was really happy about that. But yeah, thanks, Megan. I'm I'm just I'm I'm happy to be done with that. Like I don't have to do another one of those until September. 
you know, it was it was fun. I feel like it would be it will be a lot more fun with you. But I can also say at this point, like, I don't feel like a triathlete. I mean, officially, technically, I am, but yeah, I you've don't. You've done two. Yeah, I've yeah I've done four, counting the indoor oh. tries too. Yeah, but I don't feel like I am a triathlete at heart. Is what I mean. Like I don't I don't care if I keep doing triathlons. Honestly, like it's just it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'll feel differently after the half. You know, I'm sure if you would talk to me about the day, you know, the day of my marathon, if I ever wanted to run another marathon, I probably would have said no or I don't know at that time. And then a few days later, I was like, yeah, I want to do another one, you know. So maybe I'll feel differently later. But I just and running is running is hard, but it's like I can do that. (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm just getting to be an old like I'm an old lady and this is a lot of work. I don't know. Are you still thinking that you might want to come down for a week for Pumpkin Man? I have no idea right now. Okay. Well, you can keep me updated, but I did want to let you know that Paul and Sharon said that we could use the camp, which is in the White Mountains, which I think would be awesome if we were up there for a few days, because then, like, there's so much more that I could show you, plus there's more room, because there's more room there's like extra bedrooms (laughs) so um so I just wanted to put that out there there there's a lake that we can swim in there's the mountain trail that we can run on that's also the bike path that we can ride on and there's mountains and waterfalls it's just awesome so yes I'm sure I will be driving though is pretty much what I found out okay only because I think that every airline the price of what they cost for hauling the bike plus my ticket isn't worth it. Well, some people are, talk about how they ship their bikes. Mm. So I don't know how expensive that is. I I mean, maybe there's like a flat rate package you could do that it wouldn't be. I don't know. It's probably pretty expensive. But if it's, you know, what, like a hundred bucks, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. So that's another option. Yes, I will look into that because I didn't think about that. So, yeah, I saw something online. People were talking about shipping their bikes, and I was like, I should mention that to Megan. All right, but that's all I have for this week. Um, We should talk about what we're doing for training next week. We're looking at July 1st tomorrow. Yeah, so we'd be on week 7 of the plan, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Okay, so 5, 6, 7. Okay, if we're on week 7, we have 35-minute moderate bike on Tuesday with a 2-mile transition run. Okay. We swim a thousand yards. Okay. We bike thirty-five minutes moderate with eight minutes comfortably hard. We run four miles on Friday. Bike thirty miles time trial. Uh huh. <laughs> and then eight miles moderate. Okay. I'm wondering if we should do that time trial this week. Maybe just like thirty miles moderate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel know. like I'm going all out on every ride, but clearly I'm not. But I do plan on doing more rides with Diane, so hopefully um, hopefully it will end up being a time trial. And I'm sorry, what did you say the run was? Eight miles? Yeah, eight miles. Okay, that's fine, because I did seven last weekend, so that should be fine. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking that one thing we might want to do, I know we have some brick workouts towards the end of the plan, but I'm thinking we should do like longer bricks than what we had originally decided just to get used to those longer 
because we're going to be racing for close to eight hours and a half. So, um, yeah, but we'll talk about that when we get to that point, I guess. Next um, month, I guess we could do it for like middle of July on or something. Yeah. Give us a couple more weeks and then start pulling them in. So you you still have an Olympic for yes. the end of July? What's the date? 21st. Okay. So in three weeks. Okay. So some things that I think would be very beneficial for you to focus on in the next few weeks. Yeah. More swimming without resting. So just okay. working on swimming for endurance because you're not going to be able to rest much during the race. The race that I did today in my Olympic, maybe yours will be different, but there were only, I only saw two kayaks or maybe three and they were a pretty good distance apart. So like if I like was like having problems like between where those kayaks were, I, I, that would have been not good. So just keep in mind, you won't be able to rest often. So work on that and then try to get in an open water swim in a lake okay. if you can, just to get used to. I mean, I don't know how much it's going to prepare you, but yeah, like pool swimming does not at all <laughs> prepare you for that. Um, and pond swimming, not, not much. <laughs> so the more open water you can do, the better and preferably, you know, in the, in that type of environment. So. Yeah. We're going to the beach this weekend. No, not the beach, the lake. Nice. I refuse to call it a beach. So yeah, just some things for you to think about for your upcoming Olympic. How yes. are you feeling about that hearing all of my stories? <laughs> it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. Yes. Don't be sad if you're the last to finish because I almost was. <laughs> I'll just be glad I finish at this point in time. Yes. That's really going for just the completion. Yes. Um, does, do you know if that race has any time cutoffs? Um, let's look really quick. It does not look, they do not mention a single thing about race timing. Do they have an FAQ? Yeah, they do have that too. Are you planning on wearing a wetsuit? I'm going to need to go to and get it um, checked out. But somebody I was talking to here said I wouldn't need one. That I'd be okay. I'd be a little bit cold, but I'd be okay without it. I was like, mm, okay. I didn't necessarily believe that. but Well, you know. see how you feel during your open water swim. I like it because it's a little extra buoyancy. So it's like added flotation. So it gives me a little, and I, like after today, I'm like, well, I still could have died. <laughs> I still feel that way. Like I could have died today, damn it. <laughs> um, so I like it for that, although I don't know how helpful it is. If the water's cold, then they, they might make the wetsuit mandatory. Just keep that in mind if it's below a certain temperature. Our race, I think if it's below 60, you have to wear a wetsuit. Okay. Yeah, ours shouldn't. It's been at least 70 in Lake Michigan here. It's been like it's 69 degrees in Lake Michigan. And that's with our super cold okay. springs and us just, just getting warm. So I imagine it will warm up to at least 70 in this smaller lake. And nothing on the time cutoffs? No. Yeah, my Olympic didn't have anything about time cutoffs. So I emailed the race director just to ask if there was one. And she said, there isn't one. Are you concerned about anything? And I'm like, no, I just want to just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you're feeling okay about it or? Yeah. Yeah. Just practice the swim, work on the swimming. Make sure you get your biking in. 
you can walk on the run if you have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, that's all I got for this week. So what are you going to do this week, Megan? Get outside and bike. Yes. And swim, hopefully, at some point. Yes. And run. <laughs> and Do run. all the things. Do all the things. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.